Hello and welcome. You're listening to Then Again, What Do We Know? A podcast that's all about exploring the human experience from an unofficial point of view. Your hosts are Mer Monson and Brianne Griebel, that's me, and we hope you'll sit back, relax, and just ponder what we're talking about. As we explore new ways of looking at life, we're hoping that you will do the same. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to Then Again, What Do We Know? I am your host, Brianne Griebel. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mer Monson. Hello, Mer. Hey, Brianne. I did a little, a slightly different spiel at the beginning. I'm feeling saucy today. (laughs) Starting to play around a little more. And I think it's because I need a nap. I'm I'm a little little punchy, a little silly. One of these days, we really are going to talk about naps. That's true. I'm this determined. Is the second time. This is true. <laughs> uh, I was up at like 4 a.m. this morning. Uh, just couldn't go back to sleep. So, anyways, we're not talking about naps on this this episode. <laughs> just a little we, teaser of things to come. Just a little teaser. We may talk about naps. I'm intrigued as to what we could talk about for however long we talk. Um, it's just it'll just be an episode where we say we're talking about naps, and then you just hear a light snoring in the background. <laughs> Um, but in all seriousness, not really, uh, we're talking about change in this episode, um, and not the coin kind, but, uh, transformation when things change. And I'm the one that brought this topic up. So I guess I'm starting. And, (laughs) uh, I wanted to talk about it because we did have an episode called, um, about transitions. And I want to make a distinction between the two, uh, just in the context that we did talk about them and how I want to talk about this. To me, transitions, most of what we were talking about is like kind of how we're doing in the midst of change um, and what, you know, changes feel like and how we manage them and things like that. I wanted to talk about actually what is change? What makes it happen? What's it made of? What fuels it? And... The reason I have kind of been swimming in this myself is because a mentor of mine um, was talking about something similar, and he said something that it's just kind of piqued my curiosity. It, It rung a bell for me. And he was talking about how change kind of metaphorically happens in two different places. There's the change out there, out in the world. Um in what he calls the world of form. And that's, you know, things you can see, taste, touch, smell, um, but also ideas and systems and, you know, stuff that's out there. And he also talks about, I guess, um, my word for it would be spiritual change. He calls it the formless. When you, when you understand what the formless is and in my world, that's like this, there's, a spiritual change, not necessarily, we're not talking like religious or anything like that, but it's, it's a, it's a change of essence, I guess. Um, it's harder to talk about. It's harder to describe, but there's a change that happens at that level. And he was talking about the relationship between the two. And then he said, in his words, change in the world, change in the form, change outside always happens incrementally. 
he said, but spiritual change, you know, change in essence, he's like, that can change incredibly drastically, incredibly quickly in a way that the world of the form can't. And it got me really swimming in all kinds of ideas about, okay, well, if I want change to happen, or if I want to be involved in changing things, where should I look? Where, what, where can I get my, the most bang for my buck? Like, how hard do I have to work? Um, and I've just been swimming in all of that. And I thought, what better place to explore than with my pal Murr, uh, for the ears of anybody else who wants to listen. Yeah, see what I'm getting at? Would be fun. I think so too, because I've really been playing with this and I've been seeing some cool stuff. But so, so as I kind of uh, um, pose that as a topic, does it make sense? Yeah, I've never thought of it exactly like you're saying, but but I like it. I like playing with it in this way. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I kind of the way that I've played with change for the past few years is um, came after a, a huge insight that I had that I know I talked about on a on a previous episode. But um, at a point in my own life when I was working really really hard to to feel better and do better and and get better mentally emotionally, physically, the whole thing. And I had the insight that it's not going to come from working hard. Mm -hmm. It's not going to come from trying to change my body, change my mind, change things in my life. It, uh, the insight that I got is it, it's going to come from insight. <laughs> it's going to come from seeing something more clearly, more true than I have been able to up to this point. Mm. And to me, that's, it's touching the same thing you're touching from a little yeah. bit different window. Yeah. So how, how, how does that work? Like what, what made you realize that, that it wasn't going to come from working hard? Like if it's not you working hard toward changing it, how can it possibly change? Yeah, I mean, what a profound question. <laughs> yet, the, only, the only thing that's sitting there for me is because I saw it. <laughs> like, that's, there's something about truth that it's, it's not explained or, or logical or a place to arrive at by solving it. It, it's, it lives beyond the world where we do that. And when you actually recognize it, then it's, it's like a done deal. Hmm. Like you don't have to have reasons or defenses or explanations or it's just, I just saw it from beyond the world of trying from the, uh, from beyond the world of trying to make sense of it. And I mean, and the catalyst for me was just this little video that I got in, in my inbox promoting a course and it was uh, it was Michael Neal talking for like three or four minutes about how change actually comes from insight 
not from hard work. I mean, and it was just so outside the box of everything I'd ever thought and believed and been taught and grew up with. And yet, that's the thing about truth. I mean, that's the instant shift you're describing in this in the formless mm-hmm. place is that I instantly knew it and it instantly rearranged how everything looked to me that I was doing that I needed to do what made sense to do. Yeah, I love so that's a perfect example of the the change in the formless it's you know which I don't have a better word for it but it's not change out in the world it's not it's there's nothing actually really changed except you saw something different and yeah how cool that when we actually see truth a, a little bit more than we've seen it before we see the truth of how something just is or how it works like the world isn't the same yeah and that I think is so valuable to at least look at and 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 play with and um, to try to see more about because I feel like you know we were tossing around possible topics before we jumped online and I said let's talk about politics and you were hesitant and I was actually too I'm both terrified and excited to try to tackle that that's for another day but one of the reasons I want to kind of talk about it is it, it ties into this topic of it looks like there is so much going on, quote unquote, in the world of politics. But honestly, you don't even have to like just out in the world. Like there's so much stuff going on that people want to change um, for for whatever reasons. And I see so many people getting so stressed out about trying to make change happen and um, just pouring everything into like looking at how things aren't going the way they want them to go and what needs to be done. And maybe perhaps even, you know, the opposite becoming paralyzed because they're looking at this mountain of problems and things that they believe need to get done for them to change. And, um, or they just go gung ho and they feel like they got to, you know, tackle the world. And it, it got me like looking, it's like, if you actually knew that, most of the leverage of change is not up to you in the, in the way that you think it is, but rather you have so much more, um, I don't know, for lack of a better word, a capacity for impact when you actually loosen your grip on what you think you need to do or the ideas of you have of what needs to change and how it needs to change. If you can loosen your gaze at those things, I feel like it, it, enhances the possibility for you to get those kinds of insights, those kinds of things that were outside of the box that you were previously thinking in that make the box irrelevant and allow you to do completely different things that, or, or have different, totally different ideas or have different kinds of options that you never would have seen had you just been so focused and double down and working hard and um, you know, forcing improvement to happen. Yeah, it reminds me of that quote, which I'm going to butcher. I think it's Einstein. You can't do that, Mer. That's, that's my <laughs> I know, that's my your thing. territory. <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> well, you can fix me. You probably know it. <laughs> it's that one of you, you, can't, you can't solve a problem at, in the same level of mind that, that created it. Well, okay. Total sidestep. Um, <laughs> just because I, I actually can do this. That was not 
a direct quote from Einstein. Nobody knows where it came from or who said it. It gets credit, accredited to Einstein, and there's about six different versions of it. <laughs> well, then maybe you I wasn't too far off. But yeah, you can't like solve a problem. Like he says, you can't solve a problem. They say, he said, you can't solve a problem from the same level of thinking that created it, or you can't you know, uh, find a solution from the same level of consciousness that you saw it, or there's all kinds of versions of, of it. I just had to interject there because I'm like, oh, yeah. I actually know this one. Cool. <laughs> Way to go. You, you could totally butcher that one. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm, I, I love how what you're speaking to is true of little tiny problems that are, you know, just between you and, and your life in the moment mm-hmm. and all the way to the ones that seem enormously huge mm-hmm. and that are global. You know, like whatever's true about what we're talking about has got to be true about everything from the tiny to the huge, from the personal to the to the global, if it's true, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm just thinking, you know, even like personal versus impersonal, like the kind of change I want to happen that I think I should be involved in, or just change in general, change like the change that whether I'm involved or not, whether I know about it or not, just happens. Like change happens of itself. Like I've touched upon this several times throughout the episodes of like, everything's always changing. (laughs) Um, There's nothing that's static in this existence that I'm aware of. Um, And so there's just, to me, there's, there's something like that formless thing that we're trying to put words to. There has to be something, quote unquote, fueling the system. There has to be something putting, you know, um, the capacity for change into the system so that change is constantly happening. Like something has to be just offering that up. And it seems to me the, 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 um, the less tightly we hold any particular thing, the, the kind of closer we can get to that, to that flow, that stream, that, um, that energy that allows change to happen, right? It can give yeah. us totally different ideas, totally different options, totally different possibilities, totally like so many different things that, like I said, we just kind of miss when we, we have tunnel vision. And you can I, tell when you have tunnel vision because you're probably extremely upset or very worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. And me too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I the question that's playing in my mind is that you know what what wants to happen? What change is ready to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, like who who's it's fascinating, you know, who's driving change? Is it is it us getting in there with our ideas of what needs to change or is there, like you said, is there something behind the system that's bringing it forward and then it gets planted in people's brains and psyches and hearts and, and you know, and, and people and ideas get mobilized and that's kind of fascinating Yeah, to, to think about change in that way. Yeah, you know, the thing that... Um, prompted um, me throwing the, the topic of politics into the ring was that um, a friend of ours posted a question on Facebook about politics. And I was seriously, I didn't actually write anything um, in reply, but it got me seriously thinking about how I see it all so incredibly differently. 
in that there is so much out in the world that I would love to see change. And I hope to be a part of bringing that change forward. But the like, and, and some of these are really quote unquote bad things. There are some really ugly things out there that I'm like, that should not be that way. We should change that. Something needs to happen there. I can see how ugly it is. I can see how much I hate it, but I'm not worried about the change happening. And that's interesting. Like I want change to happen, but it doesn't stress me out. And that fascinates me because um, this is coming from somebody who had an absolute existential crisis six years ago. Um, about the state of the world. Like I literally had a breakdown um, because I was so stressed out and worried and um, terrified about what was going on in the world and what was happening. And, and the fact that six years later, somebody, I can look at all of the deepest, darkest problems with, with, that we can talk about in the world and go like, yeah, we should maybe look at that and not freak out. It's fascinating to me. What do you make of that change in you? What can you see about it? For that, like that broad, like I'm not worried about the world. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not worried about me. I'm not worried about the world. I'm not worried about existence because existence is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like existence is fine. Um, It will change. Like, the world will change, and there are plenty of ways it's changing I don't like. But I, I mean, I guess we're going to go real deep on this one. If we're looking, like, usually I think we're so worried about anything is because we're worried about ourselves or even even worried about our fellow man um, or woman. Um, but... The essence of who we are or what we are is always fine. We can have horrible experiences and I don't want that to happen. I don't want it to happen to me. I don't want it to happen to anybody else. So I'm going to, of course, do what I can to prevent that from happening. But I'm not, if it does happen, if horrible things happen, it'll be over at some point and then we're back to fine. Like, I don't think who we are is, you know, at our essence, I don't think who we are is a body on a planet. <laughs> I can't exactly say who or what we are definitively, but I know it's not that. And so I'm not as worried about what's happening to my body, um, you know, how it's moving about in space, um, whether it's healthy or ill, um, or, or anybody else's bodies. Again, that's not me coming back and going like, everything's fine. We don't have to do anything, man. We're all groovy. We're all fine. No, everybody's essence is cool. Like that's not it at all. That's what gives, gives me the safety and the comfort and the peace to look out in the world and go, yeah, okay, but let's change some stuff. Right. Ultimately, if this doesn't change the way I want it to change, we're all fine. But as long as I'm here and I have an ability to do some things, let's see what I can do. <laughs> yeah. I think we, we touched on this in an earlier episode. Do you remember? I don't remember which one, but it was about changing the world from a place of Yeah, well, I think we talked about about problems. I think that was Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, and and showing up in the game of creating change from a place of knowing everybody already is already okay. And so that it, it opens up this possibility of playing and creating from a space that doesn't have the the guilt, the weight, the grief, the heaviness, the urgency, the anger, the angst, 
that so many people are trying to change the world from. Yeah. And you know, listen, you can, you can absolutely go out in the world and be angry and use that anger to fuel what you do out in this world. You totally can. I do think it touches upon, and I'm not saying this is actually true. I just think this is probably true a lot of the time. That change will be difficult on you. It will be probably way slower than you want it to be because you're hyper-focused on it. Um, it won't come to the degree you want in the time frame you want. You know, I think it, it kind of highlights that change in the world of form, change out there, will probably always be slow and incremental versus seeing a deeper truth changes thing. It can change things incredibly drastically, incredibly quickly. Yeah. For, in my own personal example of, of trying to, to heal, um, it was a feeling of, <laughs> of I'm never going to get there. Uh, like, and every time there would be movement, where I was trying to get would would move farther away. It was like this endless cycle of that feeling. And and you know some of it is this when we when we are obsessed with getting somewhere other than where we are mm-hmm. we suffer <laughs> and we're not at our best and we don't have our deeper capacities at hand, they're harder to, to grasp and to reach and, and, and just to, to let them run the show. You know, we're running on our own, our own gas, which is going to run out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just, I think it, you know, back kind of back upstream a little bit of how, how does change actually happen? How does transformation happen? I mean, I, I love the word transformation because it speaks to what comes before the form. Mm-hmm. And, and it has the effect of transforming the form. <laughs> like, and that's what I meant by the world looks different. When I have different eyes, the world actually is different that I walk in. Mm. And I show yeah, up differently to it. Yeah. I show up cleaner to it. And it's easier because I'm seeing more clearly how it actually works and I can work with it just like any tool or machine. When you get how it works, it's easier to work with. (laughs) Simple. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing I think can be so hard for people to grasp until they've seen it for themselves that it's almost impossible to really comprehend how much what you see out there is based on misunderstanding, I guess, for lack of a better word. Like we we look out in the world and we say like, oh, I can see that happening. I can see that is the way it works. It's obvious, you know, A plus B equals C right there. I can see it all laid out in front of me. And until you've seen all of that change in an instant for yourself, it's hard to grasp that, oh no, it's actually not that at all. Like I know, like I, I, I swear to God, you know, five minutes ago, it looked this way. I'm trying to think of an example in my life where I've really just noticed change just just suddenly. Um, While you're thinking about it, 
I mean, I love the metaphor of a glass elevator. Mm. It's like what, when your understanding raises up, when it rises, you, you just, everything looks different, even though nothing has changed. You know, the landscape has a different depth and meaning and texture and context when you're higher up than it does when you're on the ground. And when you're on the ground, everything is literal. Like you said, you think what you see is reality. But the moment you start to to elevate, you realize that what I see is what's happening in my own consciousness, my own brain, my own world of thought. And that's that's why the world can change instantly, is because our world of thought can change instantly. Um, I'm stealing a client's example, <laughs> just because it's the one that popped into my head. Cool. I was I was working with this woman who, um, in essence, had like a 40-year tumultuous relationship with her father. Um, and she she wanted to, to heal that. And, you know, she just figured, I've been working on this for 40 years, you know, um, with various types of people and coaches and doctors and new therapists or whatever. And she's like, let's, let's give it a go, I guess. And she, she just assumed it was going to take a while. And I think it was our second session. Um, we were just talking about the nature of how we create worlds in our heads. Um, we create things in our heads. And I don't, I said something about how, isn't it interesting? Like that the past doesn't exist except for in our heads. Like it's not in the here and now it's gone. It's nothing more than a, a dream. It may seem like a very realistic dream, but it's, it's gone. There is no such thing as the past at all. And something, I don't even know exactly what I said that caught her attention, but she just started laughing. She just started laughing. And after a couple minutes, she's like, Oh my God, I don't have a problem with my dad. <laughs> Poof. She saw something. She just said, oh my God, I've just been carrying around shit that happened in the past that it doesn't exist anymore. She's like, if I'm honest, my relationship with my dad is fine. <laughs> wow, that one that one hits really close to home for me. Does it? Oh my gosh, yes. Because I, I, I literally spent, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. I spent 25 years trying to get over, forgive, let go of, resolve, um, whatever, <laughs> fill in all the words. My parents, you know, my, my experience as a child in, in ways that I, I saw that and felt and knew that I had been damaged mm-hmm. by, by things that, that had happened and, and things that hadn't happened that I felt I needed, you know, and this, I mean, I had this huge story, which did not, seem like a story it was truth Mm -hmm. it was truth and it was my experience and then I mean my best attempt at describing my own particular insight was I saw in, in in the same moment I saw that oh gosh so I I saw that they I saw that we as human beings always do the best we can with the thinking that we have. That's Mm -hmm. one thing. That was one glimpse of it. Mm -hmm. Another glimpse of it was, oh my gosh, we're golden beneath our world of thought. Mm -hmm. And that part of us can't be hurt. It's always right here and fine. And then I saw that that whole experience of my past had not been done to me, but that I had innocently 
created a story out of my own experience of what it was like. And it had come from me, not from anywhere else. Mm. And, and those things kind of colluded in a moment when after 25 years of killing myself, knowing that it would be helpful to me to let go of this and forgive it and get over it. <laughs> but, but in that moment, it literally went poof. And I saw there's nothing to forgive. I'm totally fine. This is done. It's over. Kaput. <laughs> like, and I stopped think. I literally stopped thinking about it. And I've had a pleasant, peaceful, calm feeling about and relationship with my parents ever since, with no effort at all. See that that kind of stuff excites me so much. Oh um, my gosh! Yes. In one instant, something can look like a so- solid giant, either immovable object or something that requires a hell of a lot of work to move. And in the next instant, it can disappear. Like we need to look more at the nature of that. Like what is going on there? Like I, um, we have a colleague who uh, is a, ner- uh, uh, a nurse and um, she talks about people who have been really ill and just go into spontaneous remission. And she's like, why are we not looking at that more? Like doctors can't explain why they got better. They just got better. She's like, why are we not looking into that? <laughs> yeah, if, if well, there's, it, yeah. That's usually written off of like, oh, we can't explain it. So it was a fluke. Like, <laughs> or like and the placebo we, effect. How can that have an effect? <laughs> yeah, we got to know that if there's even one instance of something that doesn't fit the story we think is true, then we can't be seeing truth. Hmm. There's got to be more. Mm. Yeah, that it is exciting. And there's so much leverage there. And I do love it when a problem just absolutely disappears. Um, but also from that same space, you know, maybe the boulder or the immovable object doesn't disappear, but it, it can get a lot smaller. It can get a lot lighter. It can, you can see paths around it. You can uh, f- find ways to get over it. You can, you, there's just so much possible when you're tapped into like whatever that thing is that fuels those insights, that fuels those instantaneous changes. Like we can't control that thing. It's not at our beck and call. <laughs> Good Lord, I wish it was. <laughs> well, that's my next question of, you know, what, what can you see about, how that happens. Do we have a role in it? You know, what, what does it mean to, to look in that direction? In other words, to you, it's a really good question. Um, Rather than what can I do about this to make it better? You know, you know, I only have personal ideas, which I don't think these are necessarily true with a capital T. It's just what it looks like to me. Um, so if somebody wants to argue with me on it, I'm fine. <laughs> but because just, just the way it looks like it works, for me personally, I have just found so often if I don't know and I wait, something changes all by itself. Now, I don't know if I can control my hanging on and waiting. <laughs> There's, there are plenty of times. How do you do that? <laughs> right. If I'm in it, I'm in it. If I'm like, this is a serious problem. I'm the one that needs to address it. I'm the only one that can address it. I'm the only one that can address it in the right way. <laughs> I get stuck in that. Yeah. yeah. It's, all, it's entirely up to me. Um, but at some point in time, that usually cracks. 
Um, and sometimes it's me having a realization of like, oh, this line of thinking is not helping. Sometimes it's life smacks me upside the face. Um, you know, uh, sometimes it's a, it's just a gentle, I, you know, I, I don't, I wish I could put more like better words to it, but it's like, you, you know, the, the funny thing that I think helped was an existential crisis <laughs> since I've already mentioned it. <laughs> It sounds weird. I, I would like to hope that not everybody has to get to the to the point that I got to before they start looking in a different direction. But the one thing that did show me is I, I just literally snapped. I literally like my brain just went on fire and nothing made sense to me anymore. And so I kind of was forced. I couldn't look in that the what I knew before or how I thought it worked or what I thought I needed to do or how change worked. I couldn't look in that direction anymore because it was utter gibberish. It was like I had this book of how the world worked and one minute it was in English and then I opened back up and it was in hieroglyphics. <laughs> it didn't make sense anymore. So I had to go look for something else. And this is currently where I've <laughs> stumbled my way to. <laughs> cool. You know, but I would like to think that me talking about this, you and I talking about this, anybody talking about this kind of stuff. I'm, I'd like to knock on wood and say, maybe if I talk about what I've seen since I've been to that place, prevents somebody else from getting to that place. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice, huh? That'd be, that'd be lovely. Like, let me prevent you from having an existential crisis and breakdown. Well, and to be honest, for me, uh, my, my own version of that was, was getting a cancer diagnosis. Because I, I lived in this story of how it works and how I control it, and how I manage it, and what I need to do about it to get it to be better. And, and then all of a sudden, I was like, way in over my depth. Mm. And, and I had no choice. I, I literally felt like I had no choice, but but to let go, to surrender to something beyond what I could wrap my head around and make happen. Yeah, you know, and but what an amazing, what an amazing gift. Because I got willing, just like you. I, I was willing to look in a different direction. I was willing to look. Be, I was willing to be wrong about how I thought it worked. And, you know, and it strikes me that as we talk about the question of, you know, can we do something to make ourselves have that kind of a change um, or what allows it to happen, It's it kind of looks to me in this moment like it's a lot more about what we do what we don't do rather than what we do do. Like I can see really more clearly what we do to get in the way of allowing that, that to come, mm -hmm. allowing those shifts and insights to happen. Yeah. You know, that, that we overthink, we try to put it on our own back. We, 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 we don't leave it alone. We keep recycling old thinking. We keep looking outside of ourselves. We, you know, like all those things can, can stop it, stop us up, if you will, from from just allowing our own sense of being to touch that space where it all comes from, to touch that space of which isn't a space. I hate that word lately, but it's just to <laughs> to, to touch the edge of of what you know and over the brink into what you don't. I guess it's the way that occurs to me to say it. You know, that infinite world beyond the little tiny package of thoughts you've already had. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. I'm going to have to edit because I need to pause. Because <laughs> my dad just showed up. <laughs> okay, no worries. <laughs> One sec. I'm going to keep recording though. And I'm back. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, damn. I missed about. Do you want me to say a little more to get us back? Say everything you just said. No. <laughs> uh, no, no can do. <laughs> yeah, we can roll with it. We can roll with it. Um, I, I was just, I was just speaking about looking beyond what we know. You know, and and the, <laughs> I was just sitting in the question of, well, how do you do that? You know, and I, I don't know that there, there's not a blanket how to, but one of the things that <laughs> occurs to me is you stop thinking about it. Like that's one way that looks in my world. Mm. You leave it alone. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so much easier to do when you know that you're already okay. Like we, we set it up so that yes, this change yes, has yes. to happen and then I will be okay. Mm. And it's the same thing as a goal. You know, if I reach this goal, then I will be okay. It's another, it's another version of that same game. And when it looks that way to us, we suffer because we can never be okay because something's always got to change. Yeah. I think you, you nailed, nailed it with that. The, there does seem to be, I did hear you say, for those, I don't know how this editing is going to go. I had somebody show up right in the middle of us recording. And so I had to pause and I'm not sure how I'm going to edit this back together, but we're trying to dive back in. Um, but I did hear you say that um, you hate that word space and spaciousness, but I, I, I agree. I don't, I don't know if there's a better word for it, that when you do know you're okay, even though you see something you don't like or that you want to change or you want to have happened, when you fundamentally know at your core, you are still okay, no matter if it happens or doesn't, if it changes or it doesn't. It does seem to give you a wider field of view. You know, you're not like locked in a one-on-one battle with this thing or this person, but you you have like a wider view of the whole battlefield. Um, and to some points you're like, oh shit, that's not even a battle. <laughs> but also at some points of like, you can just see different moves, different options. You know, when you, when you do fundamentally know, like it, it's okay. I, I want it different, but it's okay. Isn't that fascinating? It like is. When, when we when we get that sense of I'm already okay, it it just one of it's like the coolest side effect of all is that there's instantly more room for something new to come along. Yeah, which is which could really probably help the change happen. I mean, it's like it looks tiny, like it does. Oh, Chinese finger things. Finger cuffs, yeah. What are they called? I think they're just called Chinese finger cuffs. Yeah. Like little <laughs> tube and the, you stick your fingers inside, but when you try yeah. to pull them out, it just like grips you, your you fingers. You stop pulling and immediately your fingers are free. Yeah. That's just fascinating to me. So cool. Yeah. I feel like it. it it's where you're going to get most of... It looks like to me, you're going to get a whole lot more leverage from that knowing, like at that end of the stick, if you will, than you are on the far end of the stick where it's so far downstream, like so many things have have been distorted and distorted and distorted. And now it looks like there's this mess that you got to clean up. 
it like it just it feels like it takes away the distortion or at least degrees of it like i think you said the said it before that it becomes clearer you know and when it comes to us like trying to be involved in change like i said I, change happens whether we know about it or not whether we want it or not whether we see it or not like it's it's all changing um but when it comes to us it looking like we're the ones involved in the change, um, I'm pretty sure it was, um, you brought up Michael Neal, I'm pretty sure it was him that I heard say, like, how you frame a problem, what you see as a problem will automatically cue up the possible solutions. So if you've got this very narrow but very intense idea of what's wrong, um, or that, it, like, it's already predetermined, that's the word he used. Like how you view the problem and how you see the problem predetermines any solutions that you're going to see. So it predetermines any change that you are capable of making. So to me, it can only help if you have a wider and wider view because it just opens up more and more possibilities. Life can, can give you more things. Well, the other thing I love about what you're saying is that what we see already comes built in with possible things to do about it. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's like, we don't even have to worry about that part, because at some point, it becomes obvious. But how cool that we can look upstream, we can look in the direction of how of, of behind the scenes of, is this really a problem? You know, am I actually making it up? Um, What what is actually true here? And 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 by looking in that opposite direction, at any point, we can turn back around and there'll be obvious steps to take. Mm. And if we're not happy with the steps or they're not working or we're banging our head against the wall, we can always go back to the infinite unknown. Lather, rinse, repeat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, nope, I don't like that version. Give me another one. Nope, I don't like that version. Give me another one. <laughs> like, there's endless endless versions available yeah neat (laughs) yeah makes me want to go play with some things in my life i know i'm all fired up now yeah i'm like we should probably end right now because one i feel like i could either just keep talking forever or we'll just be in silence but also two i'm like i have some ideas about some things (laughs) i want to go change (laughs) i got it too very Cool. cool Thanks, Mer. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please do share it. We would really appreciate that. Also, feel free to leave us a comment or review wherever you may be listening to this. We would love to hear from you. You can listen to more episodes and get extra notes at briangrebel.com slash then again. You should also check out Mer's website and learn more about her at mermonson.com. That is it for this episode. Until next time, take care.